1: Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and member FDIC.
0: Welcome to our couch. Take a seat. It's time for therapy.
1: Movie therapy.
0: I'm Kristen Meinzer, culture critic and co-author of How to Be Fine.
1: And I'm Rafer Guzman, film critic for Newsday. In each episode of Movie Therapy, we offer up questionable advice and solid movie recommendations for whatever ails you.
0: And we do all of this, not as therapists or doctors, because we are not those things, but we do that as movie critics.
1: All right, Kristen, shall we get to this week's letters?
0: Yes, let's do it. Our first letter is from DJ. DJ says... Dear Rafer and Kristen, for most of my life, I've managed just fine without air conditioning. On hot days, I've closed my light-blocking curtains, used my fans, and enlisted other tricks. And on the handful of days things got unbearably hot, I'd escape to the office or the movie theater for a few hours. Of course, that last option isn't available to me anymore thanks to social distancing. My office is closed, and so are all the movie theaters. The easy solution, of course, would be to buy an AC unit, but I really don't want to because of the environmental impact. And considering we only have about 15 or 20 days a year of extreme heat where I live, I think I can make do without. However, I think things would be easier to bear if I had a couple movies or TV shows to make me feel cooler or at least take my mind off the heat when it's sweltering. Can you help? Reefer? do you have air conditioning?
1: I do have air conditioning. Um and DJ, uh I hear you and that's nice that you're thinking of the earth and all. But I think <laughs> I think you're a crazy person for not having what? air conditioning. <laughs> Mafer, I, listen, you... I don't know I don't know how hot okay, DJ, I don't know how hot things are where you live. I don't know where you live. Maybe you live someplace it's not hot. I'm just gonna tell you it's it's like ninety or ninety two for the past few days out here in New York City. And it is hot. It's like it's like dead family in the tenement building, kind of hot. Like I don't know how anyone would have lived in these buildings without air conditioning.
0: Kristen, don't you have air conditioning? Well, we found out on Sunday night when the heat wave hit that we don't actually. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> so, so here's the deal. I. Only allow the air conditioning to be run on days where it's over 90 degrees because DJ, like you, I care about the environment too. You people are hardcore. Oh, gosh, I'm not saying I don't have any AC at all. I'm just saying, like, I don't make a habit of it. I don't make it a regular thing. I don't keep my apartment constantly in the 70s. I know a lot of people believe if their apartment goes anywhere out of the 70s, if it's in the 80s or higher, that it's torture. And I'm like, no, it's not torture. We can we can make do. But if it hits 90, then I'm like, okay, let's turn on the AC. So we did that on Sunday and the AC doesn't work. So (laughs)
1: Oh, God, Kristen. Oh, God. Oh,
0: God. So, DJ, I feel your pain right now, and um, I don't know what tactics you're using, but I have a stack of frozen washcloths in the freezer right now, and every time I get too hot, I take out one of those washcloths, I throw it on the back of my neck or my chest, wow. and I scream because it's so cold, and then I feel better <laughs> for the next hour or so. And then I go, you know, an hour or two later, grab another washcloth, freeze, scream, get cold again. Yeah. Wow. That's what I'm doing. We, we have fans in every room, too.
1: Wow. All right, well... Reefer, uh,
0: you look stunned. I've never I, I, seen your eyes so big. <laughs> I,
1: I I am stunned. I mean, you know, I, I try to keep my AC up kind of high, like in the high 70s. And I, mm-hmm. in like 78, 79, I try to keep it kind of up there. My family is, is gone right now. Um, and so I've... Um, I've got a sort of a floor-length curtain on a curtain rod that I've put up in the doorway to sort of make a little temporary, uh, like a runner, so that you can kind of keep the air conditioning in one small room, so it's not floating smart. out in the hall. That Very kind of thing. Very smart. You know, I try to. So I try to be. I try to conserve energy and not just have the whole thing churning. So it's it's not like a nice cool 62 or anything in my house. But um, oh god, I don't know if I could do without the AC. Well, I, boy, does that make me like a pampered, spoiled person? I don't know.
0: All right, I don't Kristen. think you sound as pampered as some people, Rafer.
1: <laughs> well, um, Kristen, do you have a recommendation for uh, for DJ? Something to something to cool DJ down.
0: Yes, I do, and my recommendation is a movie from 2015 that Rafer, you and I sat next to each other and we watched in a movie theater, and we shivered through the whole thing. It's called The Revenant, starring Leonardo Uh, DiCaprio, directed by Alejandro González. I'm sorry, is it Inaritu? Inaritu, I think. Thank you. Thank you. I think. Your pronunciation is going to be better than mine, because everything (laughs) I say sounds Minnesotan, so it's just not going to work. So (laughs) um, this is the story of a frontiersman played by Leonardo DiCaprio. He is a fur trader in the frigid what we now call the Dakota Wilds. Um, Back then it wasn't the Dakotas. I think it was called something else entirely. Maybe it didn't even have a name. Um, It's the early 1820s. And on the expedition, he is violently attacked by a bear. And rather than be slowed down by his injuries, the rest of his hunting team decides to move on without him, kill his son, and leave him for dead. But he's not dead. No, they were wrong. (laughs) So fighting for survival and filled with a thirst for vengeance Leonardo DiCaprio's character attempts to make his way through the brutal ice and snow and terrible oppressive winter of this Dakota frontier make it back to his hunting team and exact revenge on those who have wronged him here's a clip the proper thing to do would be to finish him off quick
1: Get away! Help!
0: What happened? We did what we had to do. He
1: was buried right. All I had was my boy. And he took him from me. So far, I came to find them. I am afraid to die anymore. I've done it already.
0: Now, Reefer, if I remember correctly, you loved this movie.
1: I loved this movie. I can't remember if it was number one or number two on my top ten that year, but it was somewhere in there. I really, I really loved this movie. Um... The whole thing feels so authentic. The camera work is just dazzling. All those um, incredible uh, battle scenes with the camera moving around uh, within the battle scene with people on horseback. Um, I I still sort of don't know how they did that. It's it's extraordinary looking. DiCaprio's great in it. and plus I just I just laugh the whole way through it. Everywhere he's just getting himself like ripped open, but he keeps going. Then doesn't he like kill another bear when he's
0: when he's uh, Yes, yeah. there's not one but two bear <laughs> encounters. I'm like, wasn't one bear encounter enough? I love oh my it. God. I love it. I love it. They they bury him in the in the dirt, but he still
1: survives. The whole thing is just <laughs> awesome. It's a, it's a hard R this movie. It's ridiculously violent. Um And I'm just dying to show it to my kids. They're too, (laughs) and especially because my too
0: young. I know they're too young.
1: young. You know, my 12 year old um, somehow stumbled on this kind of YouTube channel. It's sort of a history channel where they give kind of, um, you know, sort of lighthearted, funny accounts of history. And The Revenant is based on a true story. It's based on a guy named Hugh Glass. Mm -hmm. And my 12 year old stumbled on it, and he starts telling me the story. And I said there's a movie about that you know the revenant and so he watched the trailer and now he's just dying to see it so i don't know i'd love to show it to him i don't I, I, but i i don't know if i will but it's a great movie
0: it's very violent and um the violence of the earth against humans is also very real Oh the yes. earth is unrelenting it's not just man against man it's man against nature and this is winter at it it's most just terrible. It's most brutal. And over and over again, I have no idea why he ends up, like, in the water. And the water should be frozen, right. but it's just, like, <laughs> still moving somehow. So not only are you, like, rolling down hills and climbing through snowy mountains and, you know, the ice is up to your waist, but then somehow you're back in that river again. And I love it. Yeah. It's just over and over again. I'm like, this is the worst. What would I do to just be in <laughs> 95 degrees right now? Because this right. is terrible. You don't want to be there. DJ, you're gonna no. watch this and just think, thank God it's not the winter and it's not the Dakotas and it's not the eighteen twenties and my hunting expedition team just left me for dead. Thank God. Totally. I'm so totally. glad I'm just in my hot apartment or house right now. <laughs> <laughs> so true. And Rafer, I, I'm so curious. What what did you pick? Did you pick another winter
1: movie? I picked another, uh, not a winter movie, but a, a very cold movie. Um, I don't know if this movie is your style, Kristen. It's also um, extraordinarily violent. I chose The Thing from 1982.
0: God, we're both violent today. I know. I, what's, I know what's gotten into <laughs> the us. The hot weather is making us crazy.
1: <laughs> People are a little keyed up out there. I have noticed that. Yeah. Um, well,
0: that's what I chose. So tell us about The Thing, Rafer.
1: Well, uh, so this is John Carpenter's uh, 1982, total classic of a horror movie. Uh, it's about a group of guys in Antarctica. Uh, they discover a creature of some kind buried in the ice, and sort of they do what people these movies always do. They bring it back into the compound, thawed <laughs> out. It's this kind of alien-looking mummy. They don't know what it is. It sort of starts steaming and thawing. They dissect it, and, of course, one day it fully thaws, and all hell breaks loose. Turns out this thingy can kill you, take over your body, pretend to be you, and then do the same thing to everybody else, one by one. Uh, In one of the movie's best scenes, uh, Kurt Russell, the great Kurt Russell, plays a guy named McCready. He's got all his colleagues tied up and he's going to do a blood test on them one by one. And here it is. And Clark was human, huh? Which makes you a murderer, don't it? Palmer now. This is pure nonsense. doesn't prove a thing. I thought you'd feel that way, Gary. You were the only one that could have got to that blood. We'll do you last. Get away from me! McCready. McCready.
0: What is it? Get oh, Rafer. Man, that John Carpenter. He knows how to make some scary moments, but they're also kind of hilarious. Is it just me, or is there no, something no. really hilarious about Carpenter also?
1: That, it, it, that's totally right on the money. This is one of my favorite John Carpenter films. And, you know, the, the funny thing about this is um, you'd be really hard-pressed to find a movie that has gone from critical zero to critical hero so dramatically. When When the thing came out in 1982, people hated it like the the hatred that people poured on this movie was pretty extraordinary they just the critics just thought it was trashy stupid way too bloody way too dark they thought it was derivative it was called one of the worst films of all time by cine fantastique magazine which is a magazine that specializes in horror films um (laughs) people just stayed away and yet today i think You'd be hard-pressed to find a top-ten list that doesn't have the thing on it. It's regarded as one of the best horror films of all time. And I will say, like The Revenant, it is overwhelmingly bloody, gory, gruesome, grotesque. (laughs) I mean, it's, it's... it is like, you know, it's a lot of latex, a lot of, lot of caro syrup. This movie makes Alien look like the sound of music. It's just, oh it's, it's so over the top. And of course, the whole thing takes place in the coldest place on Earth, Antarctica. And I think when the movie is over, you'll be, you'll be craving some heat and warmth. Uh, so that's my recommendation.
0: Man. Yeah, Antarctica's pretty rough. That's it's, rough. That's it's a rough place, especially with an alien.
1: Totally. Oh, you know, the original the original trailer uh, and the tagline was, man is the warmest place to hide.
0: Oh, my God. <laughs> That's so gross and hilarious. It's great.
1: It's a great movie.
0: <laughs> I love it so much. So, DJ, once again, those recommendations are from Rafer, The Thing from 1982. And for me, The Revenant from 2015, both of them. Very cold, shivery
1: movies. (laughs) All right, we're going to take a quick break. But before we do, a gentle reminder that we love it when you rate us and review us in Apple Podcasts. For example, L.L. Deerfield, Illinois, recently gave us five stars and wrote wonderful. I'm a movie fan and I listen on my walks and anyone who passes me must think I'm an idiot because I walk and laugh out loud.
0: Oh, I love that review, L.L. Deerfield, Illinois. (laughs) Thanks so much. Thank you so much. All right. Stay with us. When we're back, we have a grown adult who wants to stop acting like a spiteful teenager. All right. We're back with our second letter of the week. Rafer, take it away.
1: Okay. This one comes to us from somebody who has asked that we call her Emily. So Emily says... <laughs> we get so many Emilies. <laughs> I, 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 I know we do. What is that? Is that like a popular
0: name? I don't, what is that? I don't know. It seems like a good way to be anonymous because there are just so I, many, right? <laughs> I guess that's
1: right. Okay. Well, this Emily says, dear Rafer and Kristen, I have been in lockdown with the in-laws and while it is very generous and kind of them to have my partner and I stay with them for so long, I am also finding it very difficult to be grateful. Living with retirees is starting to make me want to act like a bratty, spiteful teenager. I was thinking if I could watch a movie that embraces some vindictiveness or brattiness, it might help me get it out of my system so I don't end up acting like that in real
0: life. Thanks. Mm. Uh, Rafer, do you ever act like a brat in front of your in-laws? In <laughs> one of my
1: in-laws, no. I have to tell you, I really don't. My in-laws are very kind. Um, my uh, my mother-in-law is the kind of woman who... I love it when she comes to stay with us. She's the kind of woman who, when you walk in the door, she will fix you a gin and tonic. Oh. And I just remember thinking, wow, I could get used to that. I love it. So, no, she's 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 pretty great. Now, granted, if I were living with her in this apartment... Since March, that might be a very, very different story. Oh, yeah. How about you? Even
0: if you love your in-laws, I imagine it can be hard. I mean, Dean and I try to visit his family in New Zealand once a year. Um, This year we can't because of COVID. But when we go there, we usually stay for minimum two weeks. And Oh, that's a long time. It is, but we don't actually stay in the same house because I'm allergic to the cats that they have. But ah. but I do imagine if we were all under the same roof, I feel like that would probably get kind of irritating after a while. And these are people that oh, I sure. like and they like me, but I still feel like it would get really irritating.
1: <laughs> no, I, I, I think I think Emily is uh, is going through something completely uh, natural, normal. I think anybody would be feeling this.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So, you know. I do love, though, Emily, that you're owning it, that you're not blaming them. You're just yes. saying, yes, I'm, I've become bratty. Yes, I, <laughs> yes I'm Yes, i not feeling grateful right now. And, yeah, throw yourself into those feelings. Feel those feelings. Do it. Um, totally. So, Rafer, what are you going to prescribe to Emily for this situation here?
1: I'm going to recommend a film called The Edge of Seventeen from 2016. This is one of my favorite teen films uh, Definitely of the 21st century, probably one of my favorite teen films of all. Uh, This is yet another film I'm recommending that has uh, Haley Steinfeld in it. Oh, yes. I don't know. I've been recommending a lot of Haley Steinfeld films recently. She is terrific. She
0: is. She is great. And in this movie, she is particularly good. But I'll let you explain why, Rafer.
1: She, She is. She's really good. She plays a girl named Nadine Franklin. She's a pretty normal girl. She lives in the suburbs of, um, I think, Portland, Oregon. Uh, Her father died when she was young, uh, about 13. And ever since, she has been wallowing in self-pity. She's got a a best friend named Krista, who's a very bright and cheery girl, played by Haley Lou Richardson. Krista's basically the only person that can stand her. There's a boy named Irwin at her school, played by an actor named Hayden Seto. Uh, He loves her, but uh, she's too cool for him. Kyra Sedgwick plays her mom. Uh, The mom takes most of the brunt of Nadine's uh, bad behavior, I would say. And then there's my favorite character, Mr. Bruner, the teacher, played by Woody Harrelson. (laughs) He's great because for some reason, uh, Nadine has made made him her confidant and pours her heart out to him all the time. And he just doesn't want to hear it. And he really refuses to give her the pity party that she so desperately wants. Um, And here is Mr. Bruner reacting to Nadine's threat to jump in front of a truck and kill herself. Wow, this is a, a lot to take in, Nadine. I I wish I knew what to say. Well, I was actually just drafting my own suicide note just now. Dear everybody, as some of you know, I have 32 fleeting minutes of happiness per school day during lunch which has been eaten up again and again by the same especially badly dressed student. And I finally thought, you know what? I would rather have the dark, empty nothingness. I really would. It sounds relaxing. Have a nice life without me, fuckers.
0: You are so going to get fired when I actually do it.
1: Well, not for sure, but I can dream. (laughs) Uh,
0: Woody Harrelson is hilarious in this. He is so good. He's so good. And, you know, I got to say one thing I really love about this movie, in addition to how hilarious Woody Harrelson is, Haley Steinfeld is the teen I wish I was in lots of ways. She didn't just hold it all in. True. True she had her opinions and she said them out loud. The things that she says to yes. Woody Harrelson in this movie sometimes I just think, <laughs> yes. man, I wish I was that ballsy and said stuff like that when I was that age. I'm not saying she's well adjusted. She's not by any means. No, right. I mean But she says out loud the things that I know that I and probably so many other teens kind of wish we could have or would have said out loud. Right,
1: right. Yeah, she really she really has no qualms at all about letting loose on people. Uh which is funny. <laughs> I, although I will say, I think one of the things I love about this film is, um, you know, like you say, she, she's so snotty, she's so bitchy, she's so uh, horrible to people, um, and that's kind of fun. But this is also mm-hmm. a redemption story where you start to realize that Nadine is, is in danger. She's in danger of growing up to be that person if she's not careful, she's going to become that adult. And that's going to be a pretty terrible fate. And she's got to figure out a way to stop that. And it's interesting because I don't feel like, you know, teen movies, you know, have their typical messages that they deliver kind of over and over. I don't think I've ever seen a teen movie that has delivered this particular message, this message that almost like if you keep acting like that, your face will get stuck that way kind of message. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? Um, Anyway, I sure wish this movie had come out when I was 17 cuz it would have saved me a load of heartache. Um, but uh Haley Steinfeld's great in this. She's a holy terror.
0: Hold on, are you saying you used to be bitter? <laughs> are you saying you used to be mean? <laughs> Kristen,
1: I can never tell if I can never tell if you're joking when you ask me things like that. <laughs> I'm not saying I was I was not a I was not the kind of person. I'm I was like you. I'm not the kind of person that was going to go around and um be insulting to people, but I was boy was I a whiner and a real moper. Mm. Um and and like that's I would say that's one of the reasons why I wish I'd seen this movie when I was, you know, sixteen or seventeen. But anyway, it's a great movie and uh quote unquote Emily,
0: I think you'll like it. Yes, I think you'll like it too, Emily, and yeah, maybe you can fantasize about saying some of that bratty stuff out loud. The stuff that I wish I would have said when I was younger and the stuff that Rafer wish Wishes he hadn't said, <laughs> or wishes that he wasn't thinking. <laughs> okay, Kristen, what, what do you got? All right, I have a slightly more supernatural uh, teen suggestion. Ah. This is a movie that I saw, I admit it, four times in the theater when it came out. It is the story okay. of four teen best friends, all of them kind of outcast, goth, emo kids. They form a coven, a coven that we like to call... The Craft from 1996. Oh,
1: my God. Kristen,
0: The Craft. Yes, The Craft. The Craft is the story of these four misfits, Nev Campbell, Feruza Balk, Rachel True, Robin Tunney. And then, of course, there's Skeet Ulrich also in the movie. There are mean kids. There are people who make their lives hell. And what happens when this coven gets together? Well, they take out revenge. And they raise hell. Here's a clip.
1: I drink of my sister's and I ask for the ability to not hate those who hate me,
0: especially racist pieces of bleach blonde shit like Laura Lizzie. (laughs) Right up. I drink of my
1: sisters and I ask to love myself more and
0: to allow myself to be loved more by others, especially Chris Tucker.
1: I I know it's pathetic (laughs) definitely pathetic (laughs) I drink of my sisters and I take into myself the power to be beautiful outside as well as in I drink of my sisters and I take into myself all the
0: power of my
1: Kristen, this is like the most '90s movie of the '90s. Yes,
0: it is. It right? is. Wear all black. Put on those combat boots. Put on some black this. lipstick and be angry. Be sullen. This is Smoke like, cigarettes. This is like up there with Cruel Intentions. Yes, it is. It's right up there. Yeah. <laughs> Another excellent movie, which, by the way, I love. I love. Cru- I love some Cruel Intentions. <laughs> Get me my
1: combat boots and my skull cap. <laughs> <laughs> Did you like the craft, Rafer? Kristen, I'm going to admit to you, I've never seen the craft.
0: Oh, Rafer! But maybe I, you I weren't just, the right age and gender. Maybe like this—this this was a movie it, scientifically exactly right. designed for me and my age group.
1: That's exactly—that's exactly right. I think I was—I think I was just a, a good five years or so too old for this one when it came out. You know, it sort of—it sort of didn't—it didn't, didn't strike—it didn't strike strike me right.
0: Mm. Well, I think it will strike quote Emily, right? Because Emily, you're going to be able to throw yourself into all your petty feelings. You're going to be able to maybe be a little bit meaner than people deserve. You know, maybe somebody didn't mean to hurt your feelings, but you can still torture them, thanks to the craft. Yes, you can in your fantasies. Watch this movie. Watch these good girls be bad, maybe be a little bit too bad, and then maybe have some regrets about how bad they are, or maybe have no regrets. I'm not going to give it away. I'm not going to give it away. It's the craft, and I think you're going to love it. Well, then
1: after that, you can watch singles, and you can watch uh, <laughs> reality bites. No. Okay, so, so <laughs> once again, our recommendations are from. I
0: feel profiled here, yeah, Rafer. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm going to drink some OK Cola, and then I'm going <laughs> to. Oh
1: my god! <laughs> Nobody knows what that is, do they? I know what OK Cola is. Wow, you really pulled that right out of your hat, didn't you? <laughs> amazing, amazing work. With the <laughs> Daniel Klaus artwork,
0: God, that was that was brilliant. Oh my gosh, you remember? You remember? Brilliant. And then I'm going to go to Lollapalooza. <laughs> yeah, but not until first I go to Lilith Fair. Yeah. <laughs>
1: I've been to both, by the way.
0: Yes, so have I.
1: <laughs> All right. Once again, our recommendations are
0: The Craft from Kristen and The Edge of Seventeen from me. All right. We're going to take a quick break. But before we do, have you joined our Facebook community yet? It's facebook.com slash groups slash Rafer and Kristen. Again, that's facebook.com slash groups slash Rafer and Kristen. Join the hundreds of people there debating our movie picks and telling us we're wrong.
1: <laughs> you can also use the contact form on our website, RaferandKristen.com, or reach out to us on Twitter, at Rafer Guzman and at Kristen Meiser.
0: When we're back, we have our What Should I Watch Next Letter of the Week. All right, Rafer, we're back with our What Should I Watch Next Letter. Um, Rafer, why don't you read this one?
1: Okay, uh, this one comes from Chris. Chris says, Dear Rafer and Kristen, I am a proud gay man who loves Eurovision. I love the pageantry, the showmanship, and the absolute gayness of it all. And so, like all Eurovision fans, I was devastated when it was canceled this year for the first time ever due to COVID. I thought that the new movie, Eurovision Song Contest, The Story of Fire Saga, might help comfort me. But aside from the brief cameos, especially Conchita and Jamala, and the scenes with Dan Stevens... The movie failed to give me that Eurovision feeling. Is there another movie out there that will? What should I watch next?
0: Oh, Eurovision. Reefer, are you a Eurovision fan? You're somebody who used to be a rock critic. Is this something you ever used to cover back in the day?
1: I- I'm just going to pull a snob card and say that's not rock. Oh,
0: Reefer! <laughs> <laughs> oh, I had to say Some- it. I'm you know have you watched any Eurovision some of those bands are rock they're not all pop they're not all candy
1: Ah uh, look I'm just being a snob I'm just being a snob No I Eurovision was um you know the kind of thing that was never really on on my radar um you know I mean American Idol obviously and all the all the TV shows that came out of Eurovision and I always knew of it you know because of um because of Ava, yes. of course the, the big uh, still still I would say the most well and Celine
0: Dion also yeah
1: Right who I think won for Switzerland What for some bizarre Bizarre reason? Do you remember that? Yeah, she's Canadian, but she won somehow for Switzerland. It was like it was like she played. It was like she quote unquote played for Switzerland or something. Wow. It's very bizarre. Hmm. Look that up, Chris, our listener out there. You probably know this. You're probably you're probably shaking your head, going obviously. Just like
0: listen to these two idiots who don't know anything about Eurovision.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Eurovision newbies. Can we talk for a moment, Kristen, about? Eurovision Song Contest The Story of Fire Saga have you seen it Yes
0: I I did see it. I know you saw it too We both saw it I yes. think like the week it came out but but not together obviously yes. cuz of covid but no. um I'm curious because I deliberately did not read your review of this movie Oh okay Um I I didn't want it to be I didn't want it to be spoiled before this conversation but you reviewed it right
1: I did Um uh I I am with uh I'm with Chris on this There there were moments when I felt like this this might be the greatest Will Ferrell movie ever, and then there are moments where I just thought, ah, they're just not they're just not hitting it right. It's just not these jokes aren't quite landing. The plot's a little wobbly. There's no real villain
0: in the movie. It mm-hmm. just it kind of doesn't really go anywhere. I think Dan Stevens is supposed to be the villain, but how I don't quite know. But he winds up being kind
1: of like far more supportive. Of Rachel McAdams' character than Will Ferrell's character is. He winds yes. up being, for all intents and <laughs> purposes, actually like a really good, well-meaning guy who really just wants to see her succeed and perhaps sleep with her. But <laughs> that's understandable, you know. That's fine. Um, yeah, and, and Dan and I also Dan Stevens is the best thing in that movie. He's he's so he's so good but in that movie. He's
0: really really good. But I got to agree that moment where all the cameos happen early on at that one party in Conchita. At the and one party, them,
1: right? Yeah. That-
0: If the whole movie was like that, where all of these actual Eurovision Song Contest contestants were actually there throughout the movie and being sparkly and being so insanely over the top, um, it almost felt like a Bollywood movie because it was just like zooming in and dancing in costumes. (laughs) If it was on that level and the Dan Stevens scenes, I feel like, oh, this would be exactly what would fulfill anybody's Eurovision dreams right now.
1: I totally agree. I totally agree. So, yeah, fr- fr- frustrating. I, 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 I still feel like sometimes when I think back to it, I think, oh, God, that was great. But then I also remember all the stuff in it that just kind of fell flat. Anyway, I understand what uh, what Chris is saying. So, so, Kristen, what do you have to, to, to scratch the Eurovision itch?
0: All right. So, Chris... I'm admitting this is an easy choice. This is probably one you've already seen, but I'm I'm, I'm just going to recommend it anyway because you can never see this movie too many times. It is Mamma Mia from 2008 starring the songs of real-life Eurovision winners ABBA. Their songs are throughout this entire movie because it is a jukebox musical with a flimsy plot built around all the greatest (laughs) songs of drama. It is the story of a young woman who wants to find out who her biological father is before her wedding day. The young woman is played by Amanda Seyfried and her mother is played by Meryl Streep. And Amanda Seyfried's character invites a trio of hunky middle-aged men to her wedding, (laughs) played by Colin Firth, Stellan Skarsgård, and Pierce Brosnan. Any one of these three hunky middle-aged guys could be her biological father. Right. And also along for the ride are her mom's best friends, played by Christine Baranski and Julie Walters, both of whom, in my opinion, are fantastic in some of the best parts of this whole movie. And um, again, flimsy plot, mostly about the music but still delicious. Here's a scene. Harry.
1: (gasps) Bill. (gasps) I was cheated by you, and I think you know when. And I can't stand this movie
0: I know you can't. I know you hate this movie. I know you probably hated the sequel too. did you hate the sequel also? Oh God, the sequel is worse I know oh, I agree Jesus. with you the sequel is not as good as the original but but hear me out, rafer okay if what you want is that eurovision feeling if you want the pageantry, you're right if you want the dumb costumes, if you want the I'm acting out the story of a song and it's only kind of working. <laughs> You know, all of that silliness, all that joy of Eurovision. I got to say, though, right here and now, Chris, it's not as gay as it could be. Only one of the characters in Mamma Mia is gay, yeah, the yeah. Colin Firth character. And they don't really go deep on it. They go more deep on Colin Firth's gay history in the sequel, actually, in Mamma Mia, Here We Go Again. Yeah, that's right. That's um, right. So it's not as gay as it could be, although it is still fabulous, ridiculous, joyous, over the top. There are moments you're just going to shake your head and think how did this end up getting made? This is ridiculous. (laughs) Just like when you're watching Eurovision, you'll sometimes see people on stage and think, how did they get into this contest? What happened here? And yet you'll smile and you'll laugh and you'll cheer. And I think you'll feel a lot better about the hole in your heart being filled by this movie than you will trying to fill it with the Eurovision Song Contest story of Fire Saga movie, which I, I don't. I don't know if that filled anyone's heart fully. I really don't. But I think I think Mamma Mia will.
1: All right, Kristen. All right. Listen, it's a it's a it's it's the logical choice. It does have ABBA. They are they are sort of synonymous with Eurovision. Well, maybe in Europe at least. Yes. But yes, I I know what you're saying. Yes. I know exactly <laughs> what you're saying.
0: But Rafer, I'm curious about what your pick is here.
1: All right, I am going to choose an animated film from 2017. Chris, I hope you haven't seen this one. It's called Sing from uh, Universal Pictures, and I got to tell you. I just love this movie. Now, Kristen knows me. um, You know, this is this kind of movie is really not my style, but I was surprised at how much I love this. Um, It is just about a bunch of animals who live in an all animal city, might be an all animal world, never really fully explained. Uh, And there's a. (laughs) There's a koala named Buster Moon who owns a theater and it's about to foreclose. So to raise some money, he holds a singing contest and the response he gets is overwhelming. All the animals of all stripes come out. Pigs and gorillas and elephants and mice hoping to win the contest. Here's a clip. But darling, stay with me. Wow! Thank you, Johnny.
0: Okay, next up we have... Good luck out there. All right, come on, here we go. Come on, you
1: can do it, you can do it. Oh, I'm, s- oh, I'm sorry. Uh... Okay, hey, it's all right, you know? It's all right. Take it away, Mina. Uh, okay. Uh, uh, Any time now?
0: Um, I was... Do you want to start over? Um... Uh... All right, enough of that. That's quite enough of that. That's it. Come on, off the stage, Helga. Go on. You're useless. Thanks. Right. Here we go. Hit it. Rafer, this is exactly the kind of movie, as much as you don't like, I adore. I love this of kind of movie. Course. And yet I didn't see it. I still haven't seen oh, this. Oh, you didn't see Sing? No, I haven't seen it. I've seen some clips. The animation is adorable. I don't know who's doing the singing, but some of them are very talented animal singers. Yeah, yeah.
1: Yes, 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 indeed they are. Uh, well, Jennifer Hudson is in there, that I know. Um, oh,
0: no wonder. Yeah, and there's <laughs> and
1: there's a lot of other people and Seth MacFarlane, who's you know who's a very talented singer with a pretty strong voice as well. Um, and uh, yeah, you know. Um, this movie is just kind of, that's just, just not in my wheelhouse. You know, I'm, I'm I'm kind of a grouch. I'm kind of a snob that the, the singing contest film, you know, I, I generally, <laughs> I could just
0: do without that. Um, it's also the flimsiest plot of all time, too. Oh, my God. I mean, it's... <laughs> oh, my gosh. The whole town's going to go down under unless we put what? on a show. I know. Oh, no. This I theater's going to close unless we put on a show.
1: I know. And, you know, and Universal <laughs> Pictures, their animated stuff can be really hit and miss. So, you know, I sort of wasn't, I tried to keep an open mind, you know, when I went in but I wasn't expecting much and I just fell in love with it the characters I think they're so real they they've all got these like really relatable backstories um there's Rosita the pig uh she's a housewife who gave up her singing career to raise 25 children uh, and then there's, uh, uh, Mina, the elephant. She's got stage fright. Um, and of course my favorite, uh, character is Ash. She's the girl porcupine. And of course she's what else? A punk rocker because yes. she's prickly. She's prickly. You get it. It's like such a great, such a great, brilliant, obvious idea for a character. Um, and it's got this amazing voice cast, um, uh, Matthew McConaughey, Scarlett Johansson, uh, Reese Witherspoon, Taryn Edgerton, Who I don't think we knew could sing back then. You know, later he did Rocket Man, but we didn't know he was a singer back then. Uh, The writer director is a guy named Garth Jennings. He's English. I I don't think he'd really done much of anything before this. He was totally new to me. Um, I don't think people knew that much about him, but I mean, what a breakout movie. I gave it three and a half out of four stars. I just, I just, I fell head over heels for sing. I just loved it. I would recommend it to anybody.
0: Wow. I definitely need to check that out, Rafe. Oh, you of all people. Yeah, absolutely. This sounds like just completely perfect for me. So I'm going to check it out. And also, Chris, I hope you check it out. Again, that is Sing from 2016. That's Rafer's suggestion. And for me, my suggestion is Mamma Mia from 2008. And if you want to take it further, see Mamma Mia, Here We Go Again, which came out last year. Rafer is making the most unhappy face right now. Every time I say Mamma Mia, you can see he wants to take his computer and throw it across the room but that's what i'm suggesting
1: <laughs> you know as my 12 year old says so cringe <laughs> all right i guess that's it Kristen, for
0: this week's episode of movie therapy we're done Yes, I guess it is. But please, out there, please, if you're listening, don't hesitate to reach out to us. Uh, give us some feedback. Tell us our movie choices and TV choices are outstanding because they are.
1: They totally are.
0: <laughs> or ask us some questions. Seek out some advice. You can write to us at reeferandkristen at com, or you can use our website, com. And, of course, you don't have to use your real name.
1: You can also reach out to us on Twitter, at Rafer Guzman and at Kristen Meinzer.
0: Yes, please rate us and review us in Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Give us five stars, just like all your favorite movies. And please tell your friends about the show. It really does help. Until next time, I'm Kristen Meinzer. And I'm Rafer Guzman. Thank you so much for listening. Bye.